Today is Opportunity Sunday. You're like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It means it's our ministry launch Sunday, and I preached on uh, Work for Christ last week. If you were here, you had an opportunity to fill out one of the cards, give that back to the Lord, saying, hey man, I want to be in with my time, talent, treasure, and um, we want to take that a step further today. We understand that prayer is the work, so I'm going to preach on prayer, but then we're going to end our service, not end, we're going to end our preaching. We're going to keep our service rolling. We're going to all walk down to the cafeteria, right, for the last 20 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes of our service, and uh, what we're going to do is you're going to have an opportunity to go table to table and see different ministries at our church. They're not all represented. There's not a prayer table. Why? Why do you think there's not a prayer table, David? Everybody should be praying. Thank you, David. I knew you were a wise man. Everybody should be praying, right? So there's certain things that aren't going to be there like, hey, a witness table. Well, we should all be witnessing to our friends about Jesus Christ. We should all be just living our life so that they'll see the light. Now, I'm not saying that we couldn't do more in prayer. I'm not saying we couldn't do more in witness. That's not what I'm saying. Everybody say he's not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we couldn't do more. We could do more of a lot of different things. But God has gifted you uniquely... And he wants you to use those gifts in the local church, in the body of believers. And I want to give you an opportunity to talk to some people about that and to get plugged in or signed up or whatever, however you want to say it. So that's going to be the end game. Um, we've been in this foundation series. We're going to kind of flip the script to four pillars, right? We're going to spend time on the four pillars of our church. We know that Jesus Christ is the foundation. Everybody clear on that? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I think it's verse 9 to 11. You can go read that. Like, Jesus Christ is our foundation. If you don't got that by now and you've been here for worship, something's missing. All right? That's the foundation. Everything we have, everything we are is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen? Thank you, God. Thank you for Jesus. All right, now, that being said, our church has pillars, all right, that hold up the roof. I call the roof unconditional love, right? If you came here today, you're loved right? Unconditionally. We love you. We welcome you as Christ welcomes you because Jesus Christ welcomed us that way, right? And so we welcome you as Christ has welcomed us. That's Romans uh, 15, 7. But there's some pillars holding that unconditional love up. Preaching, prayer, worship, boldness. And I'm going to spend the next five weeks getting after each of those topics. Now, I have to get pretty quick on prayer. <laughs> Sadly, Prayer should not be something that we do quickly. <laughs> it takes time. It doesn't necessarily have to take any energy. Just time. And we kind of want to move on to the next thing and do the next thing. And so I think we just need to slow down today a little bit and be like, hold on. What about prayer? And when it says unceasing prayer, like are we in a state of prayer right now, right? Always dependent on the Spirit even right now, to listen, even right now to preach, right? We're dependent on you, God. So let me start it this way. As I studied prayer this week, I was reminded that prayer seems to like slip, right? There was a time when we had prayer down in front after the service. We still do that. You just don't know it because nobody does it. Um, but we still have that on our heart. We want to do that. There was a time when we prayed before service, right? There's a time when we prayed during service. There was a time when we all these different prayer things. We've done weeks of prayer. We've done all these different things. And those are all important. 
but they send to, tend to slip, right? They, they're not things to do. It's, it's who we all should be. If we're all praying, it doesn't have to be a ministry, right? It's just what the church is and who the church is. So since it slips, I thought I would start this way. Um, you ever stop doing something? You ever stop doing something? Now, some things you stop doing and you're like, I'm really glad, right? I stopped that sin or this sin or I stopped going to that store. I stopped going to Dolby's Donuts. That was a good thing for me. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just they stopped, right? But so, some things I've stopped, and I, that's not a good thing, right? When I've stopped getting up in the morning, hitting my knees, and praying to the Lord, that's not a good, that's not a good thing. Are we agreed on that? Right? There's some things, when I stop going to the gym, <laughs> when I stop being concerned about what I ate, when I stopped, you know, and there's all these different things that we've stopped that we didn't intend to stop, that we don't really want to stop. If, if you, like, we were in a serious conversation, we'd be like, yeah, I want to get back on that. And I think prayer is one of those things. I think prayer is one of those things, like, nobody intended to, like, not pray today. To not, like, roll up to God and, like, say, God, what's your plan for me today? I know you have one. I'm all stressed out about my plan. I don't even need to be stressed out about that. What's your plan? So flip open to Matthew chapter 6. Because we believe firmly in the power of prayer. And if I recollect, uh, you know, seven years ago, Brent was saying it's our seven-year anniversary. Seven years ago, all we had was prayer. Hey, Brent? It was like, I had a floor I could get low on. And it was either in the living room where our church met, or it was in the basement where our office was, or it was in my bedroom, <laughs> hitting my knees by my bed. And there was one other place. We went to Panera. We gathered as a group of men, and we went to Panera on Wednesday mornings, and we just prayed. We just called out that God would plant a church. Thank you for answering the Lord. You know, this is awesome, God. Thank you. But, you know, so he answered, should we stop praying? No, right? So it's kind of like, I think we majored on prayer because that's all we had. Now we have this and that and the other thing and this ministry and that ministry, and we're going to have this ministry fair, so to speak, this expo on, like, get joined up in a ministry. But I'm telling you, prayer is the work. Prayer is the ministry, there is no worship service apart from prayer. There is no preaching apart from prayer. There is no go telling your friend about Jesus apart from prayer, or you're going to bruise that fruit for sure. So Jesus was pretty clear that he was all about prayer. It was his habit to go away and pray I'm going to give you a sermon in a sentence, and I'm going to give it to you because I want you to remember that we believe firmly in the power of prayer, that this is a pillar of our church, that we will not come off this thing, right? This is one thing that will never stop in the church. It may wane, I pray it doesn't, but it may wane, but it will never stop going on in this church, or this church will cease to exist in God's eyes. Sermon in a sentence, here it is. I will pray to my Father according to his will. That's it. I will pray 
to my Father according to his will. So let me read the passage, Matthew chapter 6. It's also found in Luke chapter 11. You could see it there where his disciples say, teach us to pray, Lord. Not teach us how to do miracles. Not teach us how to walk on water. There's a lot of things I want Jesus to teach me if he's in the room right now. But they're like, one thing, God. Teach us how to pray. You can go read it in Luke 11. This is the rendition in Luke chapter 6. Verse 5 says, And when, I want you to box that word when. It's a very important word. And when you pray, not if, you must not, well that's stern, be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. That's all they're getting. That's weak. Verse 6, but when, box that word when, not if, but when, you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Have you ever seen God? I mean, just think about it. No, he's invisible. And I was just uh, teaching some of our leaders yesterday from Colossians 1. It's like, the image of God, right, the invisible God, is Jesus. That's why we worship Jesus, because like, that's the only God we're ever going to see. I'm like, well, that was like 2,000 years ago. So I'm taking it on people's word and God's word himself that Jesus existed and that he died and that he rose for our sins. It's a historical fact. It's not like blind faith, but it's still faith. I've never seen it. And that's why he says it's in secret that your father who is in secret will, will reward you in secret. And then verse 7, and when, box that word when, not if but when, okay, you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, as unbelievers do. We could just say that. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. You could read Ecclesiastes chapter 5 on that, that it's not about many words when you're coming to a reverent you know, position with God. You might say less and listen more. That's a good fear of God. Do not be like them, for your Father knows, I love this phrase, He knows what you need before you ask Him. He already knows we need a place to meet and gather. He already knows that. It's like, don't waste your breath on that. He knows. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. King James Version just kept going. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day today, our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, our sins, as we also have forgiven our debtors, the people that owe us something, allegedly, because they've sinned against us. People don't owe us anything. We, we should know that by now. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil or protect us from the evil one, from Satan himself and the demons that want to trip us up so that the world won't see the light that's in us. Number one, sermon and sentence, but I'm going to break it down. I will pray. I will pray. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I will. I'm committed to it. I will pray. I will pray. And it says in verses 5, 6, and 7, not like this, not fake and hypocritical for a reward. If you're just praying for reward, then you've received it already, right? You've got what you deserved. Not public, in the open place where, look at me, dear God, in the presence of all these people, I would like to speak to you. Like, shut up. (laughs) I loved, when we were doing the prayer circles, there was this like, murmur. It was like, all these people praying. Nobody was like, and God, listen to me overall. Like, I love that. Thank you. We cry out to God. (laughs) Like, desperation is a great thing in prayer. I need you, God. And sometimes I raise my voice that way because I need him. But nobody was trying to get attention. There was some weeping, some tears in my eyes. Not for show, because I really love my brother David, right? And I want God to do some powerful things in his life. Not because of your position to be seen, not that. Not empty or repetitious, not with many words. I've kind of already referenced Ecclesiastes 5, you can go there and read it. But like, you know, and I don't want to bash anybody, but like there's people that just like, you know, Again and 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 again. They just pray, 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 pray the same thing. And that is so pagan, right? You're like, how do you know? Well, I read First Kings. I know the story of Mount Carmel, right? I think it's First Kings 18, where Elijah's up there and he's like, yeah, pray to your God, see if you'll send fire. And they're like, oh, Baal, answer us. Oh, Baal, answer us. Oh, Baal, answer us. Oh, Baal. It's like, yell louder. I don't think he hears you. Maybe he's in the bathroom. <laughs> I want to be there. Good one, Elijah. That was good. But it's not about that. It's not how about how loud you can be, how many people can see you, and how many words you can use. Prayer is, write down these five things. Prayer is these five things. It's powerful, right? But that's not the first thing. I'm just going to say prayer is powerful, right? Prayer is powerful. So let's use it. Prayer is private, just between you and God. Prayer is personal. You are talking to an intimate, loving father who sent his son to die for you. He wants to be your daddy. Prayer is passionate. It should come with some desperation, some fervent, you know, urgent kind of, ooh, I need this God. If you don't show up by Wednesday, we don't know what to do. Seriously. It's practical. 
Number four, it's practical. It changes my perspective. When I go to God in prayer, no matter what I'm facing, it turns my eyes on Jesus, right? It turns everything around. It turns my situation upside down in its head. It's so practical. No wonder the world is like, oh, meditation, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It'll change your, but maybe you want to meditate on the God of the universe, right? And then it's persistent. So many times in Scripture, we are, he's like, because of your persistence, I answer you. It's persistent. It's every day. It's all day long, unceasing prayer. He says there at the bottom of this verse, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. How's your prayer life? How's your connection with the Lord, God, your Savior, your Father? So many names for him. Is he speaking? Are you listening? Church, this is the key to going forward as a church. Yes, we need servers. Yes, we need you to use your gifts. Yes, we're giving you opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. But I got to tell you something. Without prayer, it's all going to fall flat on its face. In the church and in your personal life too. All right, the second thing. I will pray to my Father. I will pray to my Father. I will pray to my Father. It says, your Father who's in secret will answer you. Your Father knows what you need. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now I want you to think about that. Why do we use the word Father? Because of Jesus. Jesus introduced that. Jesus is like Father, right? And the Old Testament is like Father Abraham. Had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. If you don't go to church all your life, like you don't understand what I'm talking about. But everybody that went to church and went to Sunday school is like, yeah, I know, that's all, let's do it. And then halfway through, you're like, I'm so annoyed. Truth in church, all right. I will pray to my Father. Why? Because Father is the name, the intimate name that God said, I want you to use this. Because just like the connection between my son Jesus and me, I want to have that same connection with you through Jesus, my son. It's crazy, crazy. Because in the Old Testament, the name was Yahweh, right? Yahweh. 6,823 times, roughly, Yahweh. The covenant name of God. And then it adds different characteristics, right? I have this prayer card that I pray through sometimes at the beginning of my prayers. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is our peace. Yahweh Shama, the Lord is present. Yahweh Rofi, the Lord heals. Yahweh Jireh, the Lord provides. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord my banner or victory. Like the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, you know. And he is the Lord, and he needs to be the Lord of our life. But in the New Testament, because we can have such a personal relationship with him, the word is Father. 
The person we pray to is my heavenly Father. (laughs) Holy Father. (laughs) Father in heaven. Why? Because it's a respect thing. You're up there. I'm here. I'm nothing. You're everything. You hold this together when I'm ready to fall apart. And we're acknowledging that in prayer. I will pray to my Father, holy, to hold in reverence, honor, glory, to exalt Him. So I just want to ask you this. This is the gospel. Is God your Father? Because if God is not your Father, He can be today. You embrace Jesus Christ, the Son, by faith, right? That his grace, God's grace sent Jesus to die for you. He loved you that much. And so his grace sent Jesus to die for you so that he could have the same relationship with you that he had with his son for eternity, right? He wants that eternity to start right now today for you. Is God your father? Because if he's not, man, get on your knees and go, I need a daddy, I have an earthly daddy. He did great. And then not so good sometimes. But I have a heavenly father who is perfect and always gives good gifts. You can have that heavenly father too. And then if you have a heavenly father, if he is your father, if God is your father, praise the Lord, how well do you know your father? How well do you know these names I said from the Old Testament? How well do you know who he is from the New Testament? I want you to commit to spending time with him, to getting to know him, right? You spend time with your dad, as much time as he'll give me, right? What about your heavenly father? Will you spend as much time as he'll give you? Well, he's got a lot of it. How much time do you have for him to get to know him, right? Get in the word, spend time with him. Okay, this last thing, I will pray, okay? So set some time aside to pray, I'm committing to a new time or a certain amount of time, five minutes. It's not about the amount. I just want to get you like there, right? Just like get on your knees before God with a list maybe and just pour it out to him. And uh, not with too many words because you want to listen. And then God's will is in God's word, so he'll, he'll, he'll speak to you as well. I will pray to my father according to his will. So pray like this. I mean, he's given us a perfect prayer. There's a lot of debate. Is this like we should just pray this prayer? Well, God said not empty words, not repetition, right? So then this is a pattern prayer. Like pray like this. Pray this pattern for your life. So what do we pray? We pray God's will according to God's will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Just like, just picture heaven. God's sitting on his throne and the angels are like, what's next? And he's like, do this, do this. Go help her, go help him. Right? There's not like, well, God, I don't know if I like that. Well, I'm not sure that's a good idea, God. Do you have all the information? Because if you had more information, maybe you'd make a different decision. There's not a lot of that going on in heaven. But on earth, we're pretty good at going, but God, this is the solution. I've already figured it out. If I could just get you there, it would be really awesome. 
And I think that's not what we're talking about, praying according to his will. You're not trying to bend God's will to meet yours. You're trying to pray and be with him so much that you know his will, so you're just like, yes, that. That's it. God's will is that you be saved, spirit-filled, sanctified, suffering, submissive, serving, and sharing Jesus. Have we not talked about that in the last three weeks? The explicit will of God, those seven things. Bam, okay. God's will is in God's word. So God's will is that you pray scripture. Pray back to him what he wrote. Tell him the good stuff. Look to prayers in the Old Testament, the Old Testament saints and prophets. Pray through the Psalms. Look at the example of Jesus. We're looking at it right now. Jesus withdrew to desolate places and God alone to pray. It was a habit of his. should be a habit of ours. Get alone by yourself and, and get alone for God alone and seek him, right? That's what we talked about maybe a year ago. And then this. Look for prayers in the Old Testament. Look at the example of Jesus and look up Ephesians 3, verse 14. So go ahead, look it up. Let's go. Look up. I just want to pray over this to close our service, at least the preaching part, and then let's walk down to the cafeteria and celebrate the launch and get plugged into ministries and use our gifts I'm going to give you a minute before we do that to just to pray and ask God what he'd like you to sign up for. I don't assume that you can just walk down there in the flesh and be like, yeah, I'm good at that. Like, what does God want you to do? So I'm going to give you a second to do that. But I want to read this over you as you kind of pray to yourself, what God do you want me to do for you, for your kingdom, for your church? Chapter 3 of Ephesians, verse 14. Let me read it to you in closing. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, all human knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Please, Lord, do that. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and this church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So I want you to take just a minute and I want you to pray personally. And I want you to ask God, as I walk down the hallway, as I head into the cafeteria, as I grab coffee, as I grab a donut, what opportunity do you have for me to serve in your local church? I know the opportunity is prayer. That's the work. But as I'm praying without ceasing, God, what could my hands find to do that would be tangible 
that would grow the church up, that would build the church up in love, and how do I do that for your glory?